Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Uh, and then another key area is desires surrendered to God's will. Look at your neighbor and say, surrender is a good thing to the Lord. <laughs> Don't surrender to the devil. And then wholeness and care for our temples. So we're just, we're going to let the Lord continue to bring um, his, his presence, even in the midst of what seems to be a very disconcerting moment. We're not going to fear the shaking and the shifting that the Lord is allowing during the transition time for, I believe, the world. Every season's change has its uncertainties, and he makes good in the midst of all of it to establish proper boundaries. Like he's about to reestablish some boundaries in Israel. I don't know if you knew that or not, but the Lord exposes mindsets that hinder and, and, and the call for undivided devotion to him. We really cannot afford to be divided in our devotion to the Lord. So there are some kingdom doors that must be opened by force through prayer. Some stuff you can't, you can't open uh, unless prayer is the component. What do you mean by that? I just simply mean that sometimes the Lord is waiting on a change in me. Prayer doesn't tell God, you have to do what I want, God. As I enter into prayer, God says, thank you for coming and joining me in a conversation. Let's talk about you for just a minute. <laughs> prayer was never intended to be my, uh, my Christmas list. Prayer was intended to be a conversation with God, a relational conversation. And in the midst of it, he points out, this is hurting you or hindering you. What should we do about it? Well, you know, the only one that can make a move on that is me and you. We're the ones that need to make a move on that. Set, set that out of our life. And prayer can open doors. Uh, there are some decrees that need to be made. I love it when Pastor Bev would read decrees for us, for us to proclaim and declare. Uh, Pastor Rick. And it was decrees that really brought him through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, when the enemy was trying to take out his life, but you decreed a thing and you kept speaking that every time, every time someone would say something negative about the health prognosis, you would declare, God's got this. God's got this. God's got this. Not like, well, God can do what he wants. No, she had a promise. God's got this. The blood paid for this stripes laid on his back paid for this. God's got this. It was a proactive uh, um, approach or proclamation to what God is, was doing. And so I, I love that about those declarations. Why are you talking about basic things we've heard before, Pastor Dan? Because foundations will be important whenever there's a shaking, when there's a shift, whenever there's environmental uh, disconcerns, when there's Wars and rumors of wars. Is this Ezekiel 37? Is this Psalm 83? Let me just say what it is. It's the day of the Lord is what it is. It's a day that the Lord wants to reveal himself for us. Don't be, as, don't be afraid of what is coming. Be alert to who is coming. I'm about to bless myself. I said, don't be afraid of what's coming. Be, be alert to who is coming. So, so God is granting his sons and daughters keys and strategies to access places that we've not uh, had experienced before. And, and those monumental shifts are in the church. They're in governments. 
See that? Call to righteousness. Medicine and health care? Call for breakthroughs. Finances? Call for kingdom principles to manifest. Marketplace? A call for integrity. Can I have an amen? And then literally a, a monumental change in within ourselves. That's a call for renewal. In the media, call for truth. And then between nations, it's a call for peace. Now listen, what will happen right now, just be aware of this. What's going to happen right now after this horrific um, attack on the part of the people, uh, the, the enemy who live in that city of Gaza. I have to watch what I say this morning because it's online and I don't want me to shut down what we're trying to say to our online people. So I'm going to try to talk in code to some degree. But what will happen is that all of a sudden they'll, they'll, they'll beg for peace so that there's no retaliation. That has been the pattern. They kill Israelis, but they don't want the Israelis to then, like, take care of business. What's been said so far is that they had no clue this was coming. They had no intelligence. That, that's, that's real disconcerting. The way by which they attacked and literally went into homes and slaughtered families and took hostages. This is evil. And God doesn't take kindly to evil from whomever. Oh, but God is love. He loved you enough to put you in a corner. He's about to do that. You watch. You watch and see, well, Pastor Dan, why are you bringing that up today? Because I need every one of us today to be an agent of Psalm 91. That's where I'm going. I need us to go to Psalm 91. Would you go there with me today? Psalm 91. Try it indeed, Joe. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. Anybody remember that? And my, my God in Him will I trust. Cha-cha-cha. Ha-ha. Uh, no. That was for El Salvador today. There you go. <laughs> Psalm 91. The reason why I reminded you of what we talked about before is because how prophetic was the Lord speaking to us about shifts, realignments, and changes that are coming. So I want your heart to be settled. I do not want you to fear. What's going to happen, Pastor Dan? God is yet unfolding his plan. Remember the most important thing here. For God so loved the world, he is still sending the gospel into Gaza and into Israel. He's sending the gospel into the sub 
Sahara. He's sending it into Africa. He's sending it into Asia, Asia Minor, Asia Major. He's sending it into the Near East, the Middle East, the Far East. He's still sending the gospel from North Pole to South Pole. And whosoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. My prayer is that the fear and awe of the Lord will come so strongly upon the coastal region of the land called Israel that salvation will come and enemies will drop their guns and turn from their wicked and evil ways. I pray that in the name of Jesus. One thing's for sure. Psalm 91 is the pattern for us to look at in this moment. When the people you work with look at you and they go, why are you not concerned? Oh, because I know God's got this. It doesn't surprise me because God spoke to this. He knew there would be these kinds of issues. As long as someone is unwilling to receive the gift of God, Jehovah, that was given through Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, there will be rebellion. But God, who is rich in mercy, he's yet working. God's got a plan and he's working that plan. Listen, the rapture is not an escape exit. The rapture is a wedding train. We're on our way to the feast. Are you hearing me? Anyone who's ever made fun of people who are trying to get out of here because they're just trying to get away from all the trouble. We've been living in trouble. So I'm not trying to get away from trouble. I just know I'm getting married. Anybody else getting married? I'm married to Cindy and the two of us are going to go get married to the lamb in that city where the lamb is the light. In that city where there cometh no night, I have a mansion over there. And it's free from toil and care. That means no vacuuming, no dusting. I wish I had someone to help me out today. Psalm 91, we're going to read it. I'd like to read to you from the Amplified. And I'd like to just set some things in motion today. And then I want to look at some more things in the weeks to come. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall, this is how the Amplified renders it, remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. When you look at the Hebrew words, this rendering gives us the fuller understanding of what the Word of God says. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. For then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his pinions. And under his wings, that means even his feathers have the ability to protect you. And under his wings, are you hearing me? Shall you trust and find refuge? His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow, um, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day. Psalm 91 knew that CNN was coming. (laughs) I'll just say that one, but you can add all the rest to the list. Okay, all right. The He knew, nor of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction and the sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. Did that not just happen? 
A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only a spectator shall you yourself, you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High. There's a place of inaccessibility the enemy can't get to. And that's where I want to dwell. (laughs) As you witness the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your refuge. So how, if you make the Lord your refuge, you will see the reward of the wicked. If you want to see what happens to the wicked, you have to make the Lord your reward. I'm sorry, make him your refuge. Isn't that powerful? And the most high your dwelling place. There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your dwelling. Who has been quoting that one for a long time? I know I have. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. I mean, one of the first ones I learned as a kid, continue to speak it. When the pandemic was just raging, I just kept declaring. Did you ever get the, the, you know, the COVID, Pastor Dan? We did. We got it. We survived it. And a bunch of you did. And, and there are some who didn't. And they still won because they're in heaven. <laughs> I miss them. I wish they were still here. But all I can say is the Lord was yet good in the land of the living. We survived. And when my doctor told me how much immunity I had, I said, how much? He said, how much do you think you need? I said, I don't know. Just tell me. Some people said they got a lot. He says, you have more than enough for you and anyone else. I go, wow, that's a lot. Praise God. I was happy about that. So the Lord is going to be my most high. Uh, He's going to be my protection. Can I have an amen today? Uh, There shall no evil befall you, no plague come to your dwelling. Number 11, for he will give his especial charge. The Amplified says especial charge. Literally, um, it's on purpose the angels are being told to look after you and your family and your children. In other words... There are angels that are ninjas. Can I have an amen? Do you know who invented MMA? God. It was first given to angels and then handed off to TJ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, God is good. He has angels who know how to take care of business. Some things you ought not even fight about. Some things you need to just draw a bloodline and say, I declare the blood of Jesus. And now, angel, I know you ain't been too busy lately. Take care of business. Get after that. Are you hearing me today? I like this passage of scripture. They shall bear you up on their wings, the Bible says. Preserve you in all your ways, uh, lest you dash your foot uh, against a stone. And you, you, someone look at your neighbor and say, you will tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. Shall you trample underfoot? That's, is that not Luke's gospel? Was it chapter 19? And he's given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon all the power of the enemy so that nothing should by any means hurt you. You got Psalm 91. You got Luke 19. You have promise in the first covenant and in the second covenant for you to walk and tread upon the enemy. And no power of the enemy shall hurt you because he has set his love upon me. Now, this is really important. All of this blessing is for one reason. He set his love upon you and me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and he understands my name. The Lord is now speaking here. 
He has a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love, my kindness, trust, and relies on me, knowing that I will never forsake him. No, never. Now the Lord is talking. Here we have this song of Moses, and then it turns into the word of the Lord coming through Moses for us. The Lord is saying that he will deliver you. He will set you on high. He knows you. He understands you. He knows you by your name. He has personal knowledge of you. His mercy and his love and kindness and trust you can rely on. Verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer and I, um, and I will be with him in trouble. Someone say, the next time trouble come your way. Tell your neighbor, the next time trouble come your way. Mm. The Lord is going to hear you call on his name. I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes trouble come my way and I cry. Yes, yes, that song is right there, TJ. I want to sing it, but I don't have the time. Trouble come my way. But God wants you to know when you call on his name, he will deliver. He will sustain. He will be with you. I will deliver him and I'll push him down and say, why have you been such an ornery kid? What's your Bible say? I will deliver him and honor him. The Lord is looking for his kids to call on his name so that he can not only deliver you out of trouble, but that he might honor you. Honor me? Yes. The Lord always loves honoring those who know him, his name, his character, his nature. And when you call on him and you activate his word out of your mouth, he loves to honor that. That's reward. Someone say reward. I like it. So with long life, here comes the reward. And with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? I got Bible for living a long life. With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Now this is Psalm 91, but if, if you don't mind, Psalm 90, just next door, um, it said this, Lord, you have been our dwelling place and our refuge in all generations. Moses is saying this. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever, you had formed and given birth to the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So in every generation, does anybody here have a testimony of how God has been with somebody in your family? I can tell you time and time again the testimonies of my mom and my dad. My mom sitting in the front seat of the car between his, his uncle and auntie and my uncle and auntie. Sitting there listening to Billy Graham preaching the gospel on the radio. Uncle Bill looking at Aunt Norma, Aunt Norma looking at Uncle Bill. And I don't know how they did it, but somehow they knew that when Billy Graham was preaching the gospel and my mom had tears running down her eyes, they needed to come up with a reason to go see Pastor Mossman. I think we're supposed to go over to Pastor Mossman's. Doesn't he have someone? They found a reason. And my mom said she knew what they were doing. They were conniving to get me saved. And all I know is the word of God coming from Billy Graham on that radio in that car that day had brought her heart to salvation. And so they got to Pastor Mossman's house and and opened the door of the car. And she come walking towards the, the back door of his house. And he opened the door and he saw the tears on my mom's eyes. And he said, honey, you want to get saved today? And 
And she said yes and found the first chair there in the kitchen and kneeled down at that chair and in that moment received Jesus Christ. Billy Graham preached the word and Holy Spirit watered it. And my uncle, our uncle and our auntie carried him, carried the harvest to pastor's house. And then all he had to say is, you want to get saved today? And he reaped the harvest. And my life would have a course set for it. How many times throughout the course of mom and dad's life with all the things that happened, our brother's accident, his life hanging in the balance, and yet God showing up. You know, some people get so mad that things just don't go pleasant for them. They just turn their back on God. I would watch my mom and dad driving down the, down the road with us boys in the car on our way to go see John John at the hospital to have a visit. And mom and dad would start to sing, I've got confidence. My God is going to see me through. No matter what the case may be, I know he's going to fix it for me. Or when they were saying, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in... Psalm 91 does that for me. Through it all, oh, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his. I want to ask you to look at this first word, dwelling. Today, our word is dwelling. Another time we get together, I want to look at the declaration. I want to look at deliverance. I want to look at dominion. And I want to look at delight that I see in Psalm 91. But today, I'm going to ask you to step into dwelling. Dwell in the presence of the Lord under the shadow of the Almighty. Find extra time to get there and hear what the Lord is saying in this moment. So when the world feels like it's going to hell in a handbasket, you've got a fire extinguisher. <laughs> you, you have a word, a lifeline for them to know his goodness. I see the micro and the macro in 91. Psalm 91 works in every area of my life and for my family and for my community. The micro and the macro, I see him working in every area of my life. I see Psalm 91 has answers. It answers the questions and concerns for geopolitical issues. When this nation was in its infancy, had not even become a nation... It was colonies. There were men who stood in the pulpit and preached the word of God. And the word of God convinced the hearts of men and women that God's word was a better way for how our nation should be ruled, guided, led. How men should serve in a leadership position. It was the black-robed regiment, the pastors, who stood and preached the gospel and the truth of the word of God. And in many cases, in that moment at the end of their message, remove their pastor's robe only to reveal their soldier's uniform and step up to serve. They lost lives, families. In that moment, the British soldiers in the army understood the only way to shut down this, what they call the rebellion and we call freedom, was to burn down the church house so the people couldn't gather. It was too late. The word had already been preached. 
The word of God had already been taught. They already understood who they were. And they had to live the Psalm 91 in that day. During World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, wars before that, civil war, wars since then, Afghanistan, Iraq, wars that our own sons and daughters have gone to fight to provide freedom for others. In the micro, my life, and in the macro, even geopolitical situations, Psalm 91 still has a directive for us to live. I'm asking you today to understand that in the moment we are in, as you hear news about what's going on, I want you to stand strong under the shadow of the wing of the Lord in his presence and do not bend or bow your back with the winds of societal garbage. (laughs) It's the most sanctified word I could find. (laughs) I think about how Martin Luther King had to stand up in a moment and let his voice, let his voice be used by the Lord to proclaim that the time had come for our nation to have another shift, a change. Hate tried to silence it, but it was too late. He may have stepped into the presence of the Lord, but the word of the Lord in his mouth had already been declared, and now change would continue to happen. I know change sometimes just feels like it's really slow. Sometimes it's really fast, and we're not able to catch up with it. One thing I do know is that Psalm 91 works in the micro and in the macro of life. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. I will say of the Lord, he is my God. In him will I trust. I'm supposed to stay at dwelling. So I just need you to understand Psalm 91 is a castle and my course for my day-to-day journey. So here's your action points, and then we're going to be done. I'm going to be done before 12 just because Pastor David thinks that he's the only one that can do that. And since he's not here this morning, he's on a trip. I say it out loud in front of all of you, in front of God and everybody but him. (laughs) My action point today is this. I'm going to meditate on Psalm 91. Is there anyone here that will help me do spiritual warfare this week and meditate on Psalm 91? It's, it's really, it's very strong. It's very dynamic, but it's a, it's a spiritual warfare that sets the pylon deep into the bedrock so that you're unmovable when it comes to struggle, strife, the winds, the chatter, the fear tactics, Halloween's coming, boo-boo, scare-scare is all around. Some of it's taken lightly, but there will be bloodletting that will happen by those who worship in that time that you and I need to set Psalm 91 as a pylon, a pillar, down deep in the bedrock of my heart. Can I have an amen? So we're going to meditate on it. Then we're going to pray it, pray it. Speak the words of this over yourself, over your, your family, your, your spouse, your, your children, your grandchildren, over your extended family members, your, your aunties and your uncles and grandmas and grandpas. Speak it, pray it over them. And then sing it. We were singing it just a minute ago. Sing Psalm 91. Well, Pastor Dan, I don't want anyone to hear me sing. Great. 
jump in the shower and make a joyful noise unto the Lord and sing one of these verses. Memorize it and just sing it out loud. Why? Because the Lord is not bound to act on anything unless you say it. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free. For 60 years, Crowder College has been empowering students to soar to new heights. From agriculture to education, to business, sports, and the newest technologies, Crowder always has something interesting going on. I'm Adam Winkler of KNEO Radio. Join me each week as I talk to a different person from Crowder College about what's been happening and what's coming up next. It's the Insider's Guide to All Things Crowder. Subscribe today to the This Week in Crowder College podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network.